0: Hi, this is Wendy Liebman, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Don't hit mute.
1: Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Drew Hastings takes on a second job as mayor of the small town of Hillsborough, Ohio, but the Republican politician is wary about talking to the liberal media.
0: What is your preconception of me what is your bias either pro or con about drew hastings before you pick up the phone to start this interview we'll
1: hear more from drew in just a bit we actually have a great conversation by the way uh, once we get past that and also fangirl goes to walt disney world and something really cool happens find out what that is in a little bit as well but first as always fake news And now, fake news with me. Despite two solid months of technological disaster, significant delays, low enrollment numbers, and millions of canceled insurance policies, the group most crucial to Obamacare's success hasn't given up on it yet. Millennials ages 18 to 34 overwhelmingly believe the president's signature health care law will work. That's according to a new CNN poll released Tuesday that shows 7 in 10 young Americans are optimistic about Obamacare's future, though 8 in 10 say they will never need it because they're going to live forever and never get sick. Ron Unz, Silicon Valley millionaire, publisher of libertarian magazine The American Conservative, theoretical physicist by training, enemy of bilingual education and former Republican candidate for governor of California, on Tuesday unsubmitted paperwork in California to get a relatively aggressive minimum wage hike on the ballot that would raise the state's minimum wage to $12 an hour by 2016. He was immediately kicked out of the millionaires club. Mega Millions rules changes aimed at creating bigger and faster-growing jackpots boosted the potential top prize for Friday's drawing to an estimated $230 million, but no winning ticket had been sold, which is why I'm still doing this. Prince George is now the proud owner of a herd of cows. A tribe in Kenya had decided to gift Prince William and Kate Middleton's firstborn child with four heifers, a bull, and a goat in honor of his recent christening. They also gave him an autographed picture of President Obama, you know, because he was born there and all. The publisher of the Oxford Dictionary said last week that selfies saw a huge jump in usage in the past year, bursting from the confines of Instagram and Twitter to become a mainstream shorthand for any self-taken photograph, and, and earning it word of the year honors for the year 2009, apparently. And on the heels of Black Friday came Small Business Saturday this past weekend. My wife took advantage of the opportunity by asking folks to shop at our garage sale. And that's been Fake News with me. So, Fangirl had a chance uh, to go down to Disney World for Thanksgiving uh, with a friend, and uh, it's just your garden variety uh, vacation to Disney World, but then something happened at Disney World, which is really cool, and I'll, uh, say hello, Fangirl. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's walk folks through what happened here. Now, first, so, did this happen, you guys got there before opening, right?
2: Mm, we tried to get there before opening. We oh. made it there... Right after the rope drop, we were on the ferry because the monorails weren't working, so oh. everything was a little backed up.
1: <laughs> oh, timing everything then on this one. Yeah. So, so you get to there, they've already opened. Mickey's already okay. So, and where do you so you get off the ferry? What happens next?
2: Um. Well, Laura and I, which is my friend's mom, we had to go get like bag checked stuff. Everyone else went in, so ah. we meet them at um a little like one of the little kiosks, and Laura takes out the tickets and she punched holes in every single one of them. Because she thought that they could go on a lanyard better, so, lanyard better. Okay. So she, um, so she hands it to us, and her two brothers both get in, no problem, and then the four of us cannot get in. Because when she punched holes in the tickets, she completely cut the wires in them. Oh. And they were just pieces of plastic huh. at that point. Okay. And the guy tried to scan them. Like, instead of doing, you know, it's Disney. So they have to have this new weird thing. And so, you, like, you put the card up to the thing and you put your fingerprint on it. Yeah, that yeah. didn't work. So, then we have guys with iPads that have, like, a credit card scanner <laughs> on them. And that didn't work. Oh my gosh. So, then we were in Magic Kingdom. So, I was like, okay, it's too late if they don't work. We're already here. And we go into the town hall. And that's that's when it all happened. Oh, because we're uh, which they actually have a real town hall there, which yes, is awesome. They, There's well, like a little office and a desk and stuff.
1: It's also like the lost and found is there and all that. Yeah, it's like so it's like a
2: legit town hall in,
1: in Florida. And I'm sure in California it's the same. When you walk in, it's to the left and town right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're ta- okay. So so what happens next? You try to get this sorted.
2: There is this like really really older man who wasn't wearing like the typical Disney uniform he probably just worked in the town hall office or something and he kept asking us questions and at first it was kind of weird because he comes over he's like where are you guys from like he asked me about like was I part of the family and I was like no no I'm just visiting uh, I always say that my friend's dad is such a typical dad he's making these jokes like yeah we just picked her up off the street and took her to Disney and it's, just, <laughs> it's so dad and um, he follows us out of the town hall and so we're just like we want to get to Space Mountain why so are you who's following with us?" You? It's,
1: it's you Laura
2: Danielle, Danielle. her dad, and Paul and Anthony, which are Oh, so the family is... Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the the twin boys, Danielle and I, and her parents. All right. And we're walking, and Laura is obviously trying to get away from him because we wanted to go to Space Mountain before it was a five-hour line. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, well, you're welcome to join us in Space Mountain because that's where we're heading right now. And he's like, oh, wait, no, you can't go there yet. I have to ask you a question. And normally I'd ride it with you guys, but my back hurts. And she was like, normally you'd ride it with us. What are you talking about? And he was like, well... He pulled on a notepad, which I'm like, this is just strange. And he's like, well, we have to pick someone to be Grand Marshal's in the parade. And I was like, you better tell us it's us. Like, <laughs> what if it came over there? He's like, well, you get that family over there for us. But that's what it ended up being. He spelled like all of our names wrong, which is funny, too, because Laura it was, couldn't think. So she spelled her own last name wrong. So on their certif- certificate, it's spelled wrong, which is just oh, wow. beautiful. Huh. And that, that's what happened right there, like in the middle of... The little town square thing. Didn't he
1: give you a reason why you guys had to be in? Thank you. Yeah,
2: um, I always like. I always feel so dumb when I'm always smiling because, like, when you look in Disney movies, there's always that dumb character that's smiling and he's like, Ugh, uh. but the old guy was like, yeah, your tickets were all messed up, but you had this big red smile, so I came over to you guys, and it was just a nice family all around.
1: So this guy just happened to be in the town hall, and he saw yeah. you. You saw wow. my red lipstick,
2: which actually huh. broke that day, but it's okay because.
1: <laughs> now, if people follow you on Twitter, at check, check. Hey, your profile pic is still you in the hat and gloves and the lipstick, right? It's
2: not. It changed it to universal.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> follow, follow, Fangirl. Anyway, check, check, hey, and maybe you'll get an idea of what we're talking about. So that's that's <laughs> what it took. Oh, and let me. So let me. I didn't. I wanted to ask you this part. So you report at a. They tell you to report at a certain time to where the place behind we Frontier had, Land.
2: No, that was the backup plan. It was that's where it, that's where the where the parade ends, and if it rains, oh. sometimes they start it there so that everything's already back uh, in the main area. Okay. But the main staging area is at is um these gates next to the firehouse right okay which is in between the like the emporium and the firehouse there's a big gate and we had to meet at the firehouse and he gave us like ears and certificates and stuff and then he said like i have to put my phone away because we're going into the um like back behind the park and i couldn't really see anything
3: Uh, but i
2: was still back there which is so cool for me because like And then uh, when we were back there, we were sitting in the car and nothing was happening yet because there was a marching band, which is oddly enough, a 20 minute away marching band who we compete against. But it was weird. And um, Woody was there because he's, I guess, the first person in the parade. He kissed um, Danielle and I's hands and uh, high fived the brothers which was pretty funny. (laughs) So that's the extent of what I got to see behind the scenes.
1: Wow. So then the parade went all through the park and ended up in Frontierland?
2: It goes from down Main Street, USA. It goes around the castle, like, the long way. And it goes through Frontierland, and it ends right near Splash Mountain. Right, okay. And at the very end of it, there was, like, this little tiny rope drop section right by the gate where the floats go into and stuff. And that's where we got to sit because, obviously, we wouldn't have a seat for the parade if we were, like, in the parade because people are crazy there. And, um the like all the characters that weren't on floats came by and talked to us because they had time oh, wow. they had to go back in
1: huh and you, do you serve refreshments what were you serve refreshments as grand <laughs> marshal <should> <laughs> okay all right wow so big and you said people were wandering around the park with shirts actually
2: yeah to, I felt so bad because we were like walking behind this old couple and they had shirts to say please pick us for grand marshal and I'm like hiding my ears like oh my god I'm so sorry because I'm like walking in front <laughs> of them like I don't know what to do it was so awkward <laughs>
1: All right, well, well done, fan The other
2: thing I was telling mom about it was, as you, there are so many people who come to English, come to uh, Disney World, and they don't like they know minimal English and they don't know what's going on. And there was so many like tourist groups that obviously weren't from here that were taking pictures of us. And I don't know if they thought <laughs> that we were famous, but like I started to watch her because. The- <laughs> that were the only they were like there were some like families that, there were a lot of people from like loveland and milford that were like oh yeah cincinnati would like snap a quick picture but there were so many people taking pictures of us and it always looked just that's funny like people who oh wouldn't understand huh. like
1: <laughs> you're in the new disney sitcom or something like
2: that. i feel awesome. like it all
1: right. all right well well done fangirl all right we'll talk to you next time Hey folks, just a quick word about home shirts, we're having a huge sale. Now through Cyber Monday, so if you're putting this in your ears before the end of Cyber Monday, which is December 1st, what you can do is you go to homeshirts.com, and then you can look at shirts from Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or St. Louis. A lot of great vintage logos, including uh, old stores, restaurants that are uh, gone but not forgotten, as well as old sports teams that are gone but not forgotten, like the uh, Spirits of St. Louis basketball team, the Philadelphia Bell football team, Indianapolis Racers hockey team, Cleveland Crusaders hockey team. You get the idea. Well, you go to homeshirts.com, and you spend fifty dollars you'll save ten dollars when you use the promo code naughty if you spend a hundred dollars You'll save $25 using the promo code NICE. A lot of people have already taken advantage of this, which has been awesome. And what's really cool is a lot of people are buying shirts from the multiple cities. So I don't know if you folks maybe lived in Philadelphia at one point and moved to Pittsburgh or lived in Cleveland and moved to Indianapolis or whatever, or just like you know, vintage sports logos and vintage store logos. We have a lot of national brands as well, even if you've never been to any of those cities. We have like Gold Circle, National Record Mart, a couple other ones as well. So do check it out, homeshirts.com. Save yourselves a lot of money for Christmas. Drew Hastings is a stand-up comedian originally from Dayton, Ohio, who started his comedy career in Cincinnati. In the midst of a successful comedy career, he chucked life in Los Angeles and moved back to Ohio, bought a farm, and became mayor of Hillsboro, Ohio. But he still tours every weekend as a stand-up comedian. He'll be uh, doing a few dates at the end of the year here, in the beginning of 2014 as well. Here's our interview with Drew Hastings. Carefully listen, he calls me PJ several times despite uh, me trying to correct him. But it was a terrific interview. Here's our interview with Drew Hastings. Hello. Hey, Drew. This is PJ. PF.
0: That's your name, right? PJ.
1: PF. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, gosh, I hardly know where to begin. Still, the mayor of uh, Hillsboro, Ohio, right? Uh, still,
0: yes. I'm at the end of year two, which is halfway, uh, halfway through my first term.
1: Okay. For your term, yeah. And so when you were elected back in what? Uh, don't make me do math. Uh,
0: I took office January 1st, 2012.
1: Okay. 2012. All right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, so, geez, I do really know where to begin here. Uh, I guess I'll start there. What made you... Well, I'll tell you where we can begin. Okay.
0: What is your, what is your preconception of me? Well, we've spoken... What is your... What is your bias, either pro or con, Um, about Drew Hastings before you picked up the phone to start this interview? What did you kind of – what did you assume about
1: me? Well, first of all, we've spoken before, and I'm very pro. And I know you started in Dayton, and you were – you had a a few businesses, as I recall, before you went into comedy. And then you started, I think, at uh, uh, – Jokers, is it up in Dayton? Uh no, I was really a Wileys guy. Wileys, that's it. Is, I always get the two confused. Okay. That's right. W- Wileys and then um of course uh Go Bananas is very fond of you. Uh Yeah, ma- that's my
0: that's I consider that my home club.
1: Okay. Uh mm-hmm. ma- made your way out west, um came back to Ohio, uh fancied yourself a farmer, uh, bought a farm and then at some point decided to uh run for uh, mayor of of Hillsborough, which is uh, right. where your farm is. How would I do? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yep. That's pretty much it. And then uh, mayor and then as of uh when last week, I don't know if you saw the uh, news wire, but now uh a reality TV show's interested in doing a reality show with me and oh. so they're coming out here to shoot a uh, essentially a sizzle reel or a mini pilot in okay. January.
1: Ah. Oh. Very yeah. very cool.
0: Mhm. I think it's called I think the working title is The Mayor of Hillsborough.
1: Okay. Catchy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So all right it's um so yeah I I uh, I guess the reason I asked that question is a lot of times uh, I have sometimes what I've described as is my own word um Halloween syndrome and when I say I have Halloween syndrome it means uh, a lot of times it's like uh it's like when uh, kids at Halloween come up to your front porch and you open your door And you look at them and you say, well, what have we here? Are you supposed to be a pirate or a ballerina? No. Maybe a gay businessman? Huh. And uh, I find, and that's why I have Halloween syndrome, because people, for some reason, tend to look at me or meet me and tend to have a, half the time, a different, impression of me than I really am. They think I'm one thing and I'm something else. Um I've had that uh, throughout my life. So and that's happened with the mayor's office too, you know. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, I'm a Republican. Um, you know, I hate to even use that word anymore because it's everything is so loaded and polarized oh, in the yeah. country. I mean I'm a baby boomer, ex drugie, uh, you know, um Bong, bong-hitting uh, Republican. But, you know, they, that isn't the picture that you have of Republicans in mainstream news today. Um, so I kind of tend to be, I probably start out very kind of, uh, when I was young in college, very left, and then probably moved more the other way as I got older. But, um, you know, it's funny, when I ran for mayor, um, I ran as a Republican, but uh, even the Republican Party out here, who's old school, Yes, I mean, they're old-school, dyed-in-the-wool kind of Republicans. And they looked at me, and they were like, there's no way we can get behind this guy. He's got kind of long, uh, spiky hair, and he's got a show business background. There's no way this guy's a conservative. And, uh, you know, but I am in a number of ways. So um, it was funny. I couldn't even get uh, my own party to back me in this thing. And then I ended up winning in a landslide. And, um, and then people had me erroneously figured as, well, he's a comedian becoming a mayor. Well, what they never realized was, um, you know, if you're a comedian and you've survived as long as I have and you're kind of at the level where I am, you got to be a pretty good businessman. And oh, so yeah. I'm actually a pretty good businessman, I like to think anyway. And uh, so I think they thought, this guy doesn't know, he's not going to have a clue about running a city. And actually, I've been, we've been pretty good at it, so that all goes back to the Halloween syndrome that everybody always pegs me for something else that I'm not really, you know?
1: Well, you were a businessman and an entrepreneur back in Dayton before you started doing comedy, as I recall. Uh,
0: exactly. But people have short memories. They forget that, you know. They just remember what you're last in the newspaper about, you know.
1: Hmm. So. so what kind of businesses did you have uh, up in Dayton?
0: Oh, I had a uh, local trucking business. I had a warehousing storage business, and I had one of the first document shredding businesses.
1: Ah, uh, okay, that's right, okay. Um,
0: yeah, and I used to shred paper, confidential paper for people, and then it <clears throat> went horribly awry because I was better at selling the service than I was at actually shredding.
1: <laughs> um, but huh. you're better at the, sh- at the actual selling than than sh- Well, so I guess you find your, your skill set pretty quickly, though, at least, uh, realizing that, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think
1: so. And then what what got you interested in going into comedy? Had you always been a fan and thought this might be, uh, or was it well, was it a business uh, move? yes,
0: <laughs> I was always a fan of comedy. <clears throat> I mean, going all the way back to the Ed Sullivan show and the Carson, Johnny Carson, and I would stay up, uh, anytime they had a comedian on, I would stay up and watch the comedian. And uh, so I was, yeah, I was always very into stand-up comedy, even back when they were suit-and-tie guys back in the 60s, you know. Yeah. Uh, And I was a kid. And then, um, uh, but it never occurred to me that I was going to go into stand-up comedy. That was never even really uh, kind of a realistic thought. And then um, when I was about 30, uh, you know, I had been messing around with stand-up comedy in my late 20s as a hobby, more or less. There was a a really popular college comedy club in Clifton, in Cincinnati. Very popular, very actually pretty well known around the Midwest. And uh, I used to perform there all the time. And um, and then when I turned about 30, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get out of business and try to stand up and see if I can make a living at it and go somewhere with it. And then I never looked back.
3: Hmm. And
1: yeah. then um, I guess you wound up in California for a few years, correct?
0: 13 years I was in California. Okay. And- um, which I like to, uh, I like to uh, compare it to being in the military. You don't, If you're in show business like a stand-up, you don't really move to California. You're stationed at Fort LA, (laughs) and you're kind of awaiting your orders. And you're awaiting your orders like a soldier to be shipped out, only you're awaiting your orders to get a sitcom pilot or to be on a reality show or to get a Comedy Central special or be a writer on a show. So you're always kind of... It's weird, and I think a lot of comedians out in, in Los Angeles and actors would agree with that, that it's like being stationed. You're stationed at Fort L.A. awaiting your orders, and you're hoping to get called. The phone's going to ring any day to get called up to do your duty, which is whatever your show business expertise is. And um, finally, uh, and I had a lot of success in L.A., but I never cared for L.A., and then uh, so in 2005 or six. I just said eh, I'm going to get out of here. I think with the decentralization of um, Hollywood, the rise of the internet—I mean, look at us today. You know, you yeah. a Skype interview?
3: Um,
0: you know, uh, you just don't have to be in LA for a lot of things.
1: Yeah, it's a lot and, of guys say,
0: um, and that's very true. And uh, I mean, I remember doing a, uh, when I was moved out here to a farm in Hillsborough back in six and. They wanted to look at uh, some material of mine for the Tonight Show. You know, I sent them a, I sent them a Skype video, and um, you know, it used to be you had to go on stage at the Hollywood Improv for them to see you.
1: Wow, yeah, it's, uh,
0: that really—it's so a very different—it's a very different animal now, um, and that gave me the confidence to say, hey, I'm going to get out of LA. Um, you know, I've already got a uh, somewhat of a name or a reputation, and uh, go back to Midwest and uh, work out of there.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of guys doing that. Uh, Gary Owen lives, uh, over in Fairfield, does the same thing. He just, uh, sends this uh, auditions by video. He's got a buddy that hooks him up. They send it via satellite out to Los Angeles and that's how he auditions. Josh Need uh, does similar stuff. So yeah, I guess the technology has been a, a wonderful boon to people if you don't want to be stuck in the, the rat race of, of LA. But why, why a farm? Did, did you grow up on a farm or did you? Did,
0: no, I knew nothing about farms. Um, as a creative person and somebody who is uh, innately curious, um, when I moved out of L.A., I said, well, I'm going to go back to Ohio, but I want to do something completely different, something I've never done before. What would that be? Well, live rural. I've never lived rural. So as soon as I started looking rural, then I realized, well, I don't want to just get a you know, one-acre house in the country. If I'm going to live rural, I want to get a farm. So... I bought a farm, and then once I had the farm, it was like, well, you can't have a farm and not farm. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, So I started buying some cattle and, um, you know, reading about pastures and improving your pastures and for grazing and, you know, looking into stuff, and I was just a very curious person, and uh, I wanted to do something, and there's nothing that'll jolt your creativity more than being a fish out of water, being in an alien environment to you, Hmm. you know. And uh, so it really helped. And thus, that's how Farmageddon came about, because I just slowly started writing comedy material um, about my life on the farm. Then all of a sudden, PJ, I started getting all of these calls, come to do a show for our farm and ag group, for the Farm Bureau, or for the Crop Production Society, or for the FFA, Future Farmers of America. Um, So I started getting all these calls to do things like that. And then uh, so it kind of created another market for me in a way. And um, in a way moved me from the comedy clubs um, partially into theaters and performance spaces for uh, farm and ag groups, you know, almost corporate shows, things like that. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a synergistic thing. We're really uh, yeah help. Bisco- that's cool. Um, did you were you able to use like I guess your past business experience, like you were saying about the shredding business, that you had you know better selling skills than actual doing the shredding thing. Did you were you wary of doing things, making mistakes that on the farm, being too good at one thing and not paying attention to something else?
0: Uh, well, that's been a, that's actually been a problem for me ever since I did the farm. Because and then of course ran for mayor because I'm I've got a stand up career. I'm farming, which actually doesn't take a lot of time. That's on autopilot, pretty much. Okay. And But the mayor, uh, being the mayor of this city, takes a lot of time. It only takes me, I'm probably only in the office about uh, 30 hours a week, but it probably takes 85% of my mental energy.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah.
0: when I am used to be laying in bed thinking about how I was going to finish a bit or a story for stage, now I lay in bed and wonder how uh, these union neg- negotiations are going to turn out uh-huh. or how um, we're going to get um, some money for economic development to create some jobs in this town. So it's a very weird animal now that I'm mm-hmm. involved with. And I would say that's, that's probably um, causes a lot of stress for me creatively. I'd be lying if I said it didn't.
1: Yeah, uh, do you think the uh, the challenge you face out there in Hillsboro, which I guess it, it's the county seat of the county it's in, correct? It's, yes. But what I'm guessing, ten thousand people.
0: Uh, seven. Seven. But it's a very busy county seat because a lot. It's we're at two state state routes at the intersection of two, okay. two state two state routes, so we get a lot of traffic through here. Yeah.
1: So what are some of the unique challenges, Ben, that maybe you didn't even foresee before you became mayor? Or did you have this thing pretty much, you know, figured out and studied before you threw your head in?
0: uh, No, I didn't have it figured out at all. Um, Small towns or small cities uh, face unique problems because uh, they're losing population. You know, there's less industry. In a lot of ways, some of the poor are now moving from the urban centers out to small towns. Um, now, that's not doesn't mean like they're coming out of like zombies, but they're, uh, they're, there's a trend of that if you're not careful. And, of course, as the head of a city, I don't want our city inundated with poor people because poor people uh, don't contribute to your tax base. They don't pay taxes. They, they're a drain on your system, in other words. yeah. Um, when people come out and say, oh, we're, oh, they've got a lot of social services in Hillsborough, They're taking, 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 and they're not paying taxes. They're not supporting this. They're not paying any earnings tax. They're not not giving to the system. So it's a uh, big burden on you. So you try to make it so you're attracting people to your city that have a few dollars. How do I get PJ out here to spend money? Well, uh, find out what PJ and his crowd likes, and you try to have... uh, Destinations that appeal to that. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of things uh, out here. Yeah, let me ask you something. You ever play video games? Rarely. Rarely. A little okay. Madden
1: football, maybe uh, some baseball, um, but that's really about it.
0: Well, if you ever look at like a civilization building game,
1: I've always wanted to do like, one of those. I am interested in those. Yeah, like Sim.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, in a way, that's what it's like running a city.
1: Okay. You know, yeah.
0: you're building a culture and a military right. and an economic uh, system. And the only problem is you can't reset. See, so you better get the game right yeah. the first time. You're in the one game, uh, you know, and don't set it up at the deity level or the, you know, expert level. You know, set the game somewhere in the middle and then uh, start going. Does
3: that make
1: sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. also read in Cincinnati Magazine uh, that I also uh, write for, um, you were in a, a couple issues before I, my piece was in, um, but you were talking about uh, they did visit all these small towns around the area, and I think my editor interviewed you, and you were saying that this, how ironic it was that we're building these places like the Green up in Dayton or the uh, Easton Center in Columbus, and people around the country are familiar with these, or they're, they're all lifestyle sure. shopping centers. Um, do you have any kind of plans to... Kind of help uh, reshape Hillsboro kind of back, not force it forcibly, in a, but you know, kind of make it that kind of destination, but that, that's more organic.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I might have said um, I, I've said in a, a couple of different um, places where a lot of these organizations and family and uh, urban planning groups and developers they say things like, well, like at the Green. There's a perfect example the green in Dayton. Yeah. You know, they want to quote, create a sense of community, unquote. So when you go to the green, it it has the feel of a town square. Right. And a safe little community. Well, I say to hell with that. How about just create a good community? Don't create a good sense of community. That's, that's a false thing. That's, that's, that's not reality. You're creating a sense of community. It's not the same as creating a community. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so that's what we work on. So in other words, we've got a really cool old uptown here in Hillsborough. You know, just build this back and people will come. We will be, we're what the green and eastern wants to be. Right. We're just not new and shiny. Yeah, with a Panera bread. Yeah, and an Abercrombie and Fitch, which I don't know if I want anyway. Exactly.
3: So, there you go. You
0: know, so that's what I, how I try to keep thinking and how I try to sell this place. You know, the biggest export of a small town is young people. I mean, how many times you heard from whether it's the suburbs, you people you knew, or small towns where they said, "I can't wait till I turn eighteen and get out of this hole."
3: Yeah, yeah. A lot of
0: people. Yeah. Well, that's what you want to change so that maybe when that person turns 24 or 27 and they say, man, I'm going to get married and have a kid, you know what? I'm going to go back to my town where I'm from. That's actually a pretty cool town now. Yeah. And and uh, do a start from there. And that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge. I'll bet. And, uh, yeah. But I think it can be done.
1: Certainly, because there's a lot of history there. And it's, you know, I, th- I think people might prefer the organic to the, to the man-made, the almost movie-set-looking things we're getting now. So, yeah.
0: Um, Exactly. And, you know, you look at, I mean, I'm big on historic structures, though. I mean, that's why I like. I'm really excited about what's going on down over the Rhine, Uh, some of the buildings there. I think it's becoming a little too gentrified, if you ask me. Um, I think it's, uh, uh, I love what they're doing down there, but it seems very pricey, you know.
1: Yeah, that well that's that's what happens though, and then people start complaining they're getting priced out of the market, so
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we're kind of an alternative that by saying, Hey, if you like urban living and this and that, try looking at a Hillsborough. We're an hour away, uh, you know, we're we're running um we've got fiber optic out here and stuff, so we're trying to get we're trying to become high tech out here and say, Hey, this is still a town where believe it or not, you can leave your keys in your car and uh would yeah, leave your place unlocked half the time, you know.
3: Yeah, well, there so, you go.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool town here. Sure, we got you know we got our problems, but not like Cincinnati or Dayton.
1: Yeah, and well, so do, and do you get much chance to perform uh, stand up? I know you are doing this run and go bananas? Uh,
0: oh, I've been performing every weekend since uh, okay. September.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool.
0: I've uh, all right. Just in the last two weeks, I've been in Des Moines, Omaha, Bloomington, Illinois, uh, Evansville, Indiana. I've been I've been in a whole bunch of places in the last th- two, three months. This weekend, actually, is the first time I'm close to home, I'm in Dayton, Ohio, this weekend, okay. this Friday, Saturday. Then I think I'm kind of doing some private shows next week. And then after that, I'm going to go bananas in Cincinnati, which should there be fun. I'm going to do something different in Cincinnati uh, because that's my home club, uh, yeah. and you get a little bit of leeway. I think I might uh, d- uh, do some readings
3: oh, okay. from
0: from my uh, book that I'm trying to get done, which is uh and I actually do some uh, some pieces called uh, excerpts from a book not yet published. Huh. So
1: sounds I good. See man. how they go over. All right. Well, it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have yeah, links man. to the Go Bananas gig and 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 everything else and all things Drew Hastings, including your your website. And uh, boy, thanks for taking the time to do this. I'll let you get back to running the city. And, yeah, and then writing jokes.
0: <laughs> Dude, I uh, yeah, it was really good talking to you. And I hope to see right, you out there.
1: Yeah, we'll try to make it out, and we'll say hi. Thanks, PJ. Thanks, Drew. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks again to Drew Hastings for being on PJ's tape recorder. You can catch Drew at Go Bananas in Cincinnati, his home club, December twelfth through the fifteenth, and that is at. GoBananasComedy.com for all the info. We'll have links on the Bodbean page. He will also be at the Renaissance Theater January 18th in Mansfield, Ohio. And you can find all things Drew Hastings at DrewHastings.com. Okay, just a couple things before we go. Remember to check out our friends at Ross Rants. Always some funny stuff there. Still working on a a print piece for them that I hope will be hilarious. Ross may be doing some stuff for us as well. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Dan Logan's podcast is Magic Potion. You can find that in iTunes. Music for P.S. Tape Recorder, composed and performed by John Varopoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Like the P.S. Tape Recorder on Facebook. It's the greatest way, really, to you know find out what's going on with the show and uh, everything we have going on connected with it. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Follow Fangirl at checkcheckhay uh, for all fun stuff there relating to music and bands and all that kind of fun stuff. And don't forget to check out homeshirts.com for all of your vintage T-shirt needs even if you've never been to the midwest of the united states still some great stuff there And how cool would it be just to live out in portland oregon and get a philadelphia bell t-shirt from the old world football league team or the indianapolis racers or something like that man you'd be the only one in portland with it and again promo code through monday night so check that out as well the promo code is right on the website too so couldn't be easier homeshirts.com and other than that so long and thanks for listening